The harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. Why did he use that word? God goes to extreme measures to bring the loss to himself. The greatest gift you will ever give this world is your intimacy with God. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are all three inside of me. I've got the power right now. I think what Jesus really wants is people to go. I want to be the answer to Jesus' prayer request. Welcome to the Fuel for the Harvest podcast. When this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world, then shall the end come. Hey everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of Fuel for the Harvest. This is Nathan. And this is Charlie. We're your host for today. And um, we just want to bring you in on a little journey that we've been on over the years uh, in ministry. And uh, to give the backdrop of why we've been on this journey, um, I think that sometimes God's mission feels huge mm. and unapproachable because of there's so many great needs and what can I possibly do? And not only what can I possibly do, but then you get into what do I really have what it takes? Especially in the context of proclaiming. Yes. Evangelism. Spe- yeah. Discipleship, meaning not I go to somebody in my church and say, I want to disciple you. I'm talking like outside the church. Yes. An unbeliever. Reach somebody for Christ, train them to follow Jesus. Right. And replicate that. Yeah. That feels intimidating sometimes. Like, okay, how do I even... like? We've talked about how do we approach people all the time, and therefore we, hey, share your God story, share a way God's shown up for you, just share that with people. Mm. That's a great way to build a bridge and, and do evangelism. Um, so then we get to, okay, great, I can do that. But what if I never lead someone to Christ? Mm-hmm. And that feels like a huge obstacle to overcome and even a huge disappointment sometimes. Right. So you've put yourself out here on the line and you've said, and you've, and you've taken the risk and you've tried to reach out and the person rejects you. And you've heard us say in response to that, well, you haven't failed. You've succeeded because you owe, because you obey Jesus. Which begs the question, what is success? Right. What is, what is it? And like, when we talk about this, like we're thinking about evangelism, we're thinking about God's mission, make disciples of all nations. What really is success? Right. Basically, we want to begin to redefine that word. What is success? What is success? Uh, because we're worried um, that we may have inadvertently said something that we didn't intend to say. Maybe. Uh, you, you've heard us say plenty of times if you just obey Jesus, then you were successful. Which we be- is true. Yeah, we believe uh, it. <laughs> we believe it up to a um, point. So what we've said before, um, not just here. I, I think we've said it on the podcast. Many I can't remember. T- oh, many times. Okay. I've said it. You've Squirrel, said it. We've both I said it. I can't remember anything. Yeah. I say it and I forget and move on <laughs> and say it again five minutes later. Um, we. I know. I can promise you. I have taught this. Preached it from a stage. Yes. Yeah. And that is that obedience is success. Yeah. Especially in in the context of of proclamation. Yeah. Me sharing with somebody who doesn't know about Jesus. Period. The gospel. Regardless of the outcome. Yeah. Regardless of how I feel. Regardless of how that first person feels. No matter what happens now or in the future. Simply me proclaiming with success. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I've changed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say that up front and we'll unpack why. 
but I think I've changed my mind and uh maybe you will too. Yeah. And um and I when, say when that he to say says, when he says you, he's not talking about me, he's talking about you, all of us. Yeah. Um cuz I've already also changed my mind. <laughs> yeah. So uh now I think at face value I still agree with success yeah. is obedience. True. We're here to obey Jesus. But does Jesus have more? Mm-hmm. And do we limit ourselves by that statement? Agreed. So here's here's where it still rings true. It's still true that you being obedient to Jesus and taking that step of faith and like putting it all out on the line and being willing to engage somebody in a conversation and being willing to share the gospel with them, all of that, like we still believe that that's success. Yes. But let's say that you do that and you keep doing it and you do it again and again and again and again and again and again. And nothing ever happens. Right. So one of two things is going on. Either you're Jeremiah and <laughs> your entire 40 years of ministry will be characterized by nobody coming to Christ. Yep. Which is incredibly unlikely just by just for the record. Uh, and there is a, I'll let you continue, but there's a factor I want to mention yeah. with that. Or... Maybe we need to evaluate and say, is what you're saying or is the way that you're saying or like, is there something wrong here that's preventing people from not following Jesus? Is there some growth to be had? Right. Now imagine a church. What was your Jeremiah comment before we get too far? Now, Now imagine a church full of Jeremiah's. Okay. Nothing ever happens. Hmm. Is that success? I'm not sure that it is. I'm not sure. Um, Here's the difference with Jeremiah. We all have the Holy Spirit poured out into us now as Mm -hmm. believers Mm -hmm. to be his witnesses to the ends of the earth. In the age of Jeremiah, they didn't have the indwelling spirit of God. Yeah, but Jeremiah did. He may have had it poured out on him, yes. But still... All the prophets looked forward to what was to come, and they didn't have it. Right. They, they, they had the Holy Spirit from time to time pour out on them, Yeah, but they never had the, the Holy Spirit indwelling and yeah. filling them. And continually present with them yes. at all times. Yeah. So even those who were anointed prophets of God in the Old Testament, Holy Spirit poured out here and there, they still looked forward like, man, I wish I could have what's coming. Hmm. It's I, I'm not there. Like, I wish... Oh, we have that. It's amazing. We have what all the prophets looked forward to having and eagerly longed for, according to Hebrews. So here's why I asked the question, is it really success? On one hand, Jesus said, okay, go and do these things and we're doing our best. Mm -hmm. Great. But he said, go make disciples of all nations. And if we just open our mouths and proclaim all the time, but no disciples are ever made here and no disciples are ever made around the globe, have we really succeeded at the mission of Jesus and the vision that he cast? Mm. I think not. It ties back to an episode that we did a few weeks ago, where, or maybe it was one that I did by myself, where I, talk, I told you guys about the pastor in the Middle East who said, thank you so much for giving us something practical that we can actually implement. What that means is that they've had a bunch of other people yeah. come and 
they've proclaimed the gospel. Um, I have no doubt that they've proclaimed truth, but it's no disciples were made. Yeah. So so is that success? Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Big picture, long term, I'd say no. Yeah. Immediate, maybe. Short term, maybe. Yeah. Um, we understand not every person is going to believe that you share with, and maybe even a high number of people you share with won't believe. But maybe when we share with people, we can start to evaluate, what can I do better next time? Mm-hmm. How can I connect with people in a more effective way yeah. next time? Um, what questions did they have that I could research more mm. and come up with answers to? Um, we could start to tweak and hone in on our ability to do this by the Spirit. Now, I'm not saying it's our own strength by any means. Apart from Christ, we can do nothing. But Paul said to Timothy, fan into flame that the gift has been given to you by the laying on of hands. So there was some spiritual gift that Timothy received when they prayed for him, and they said he could fan it into flame. Mm-hmm. So I think God can give us a gift and an ability, but we can grow it and stretch it and make it more effective and apply it better. Yeah. And so I would say that when it comes to mission, we ourselves could keep growing. And I also think big picture church groups that we're a part of, man, if we're all sharing and nobody's ever coming to Jesus ever, something must be off. Yeah. No disciples are ever being made. Something must be off. Yeah. Something must change. Now, I'm not saying every person has the gift of evangelism. Have I, Charlie, led people to Christ? Yes. I don't think I have the gift of evangelism, to be honest with you. Um, no, me neither. <laughs> uh, I'm around people who do. Yeah, and it's obvious when they have that yeah. gift because it's like every third person. It feels like it's not literally, but it feels like every third person that they right. talk to comes to Christ. Now, you're probably going, bro, aren't you like an evangelist, like an itinerant preacher? Some people call that role evangelist. And to some degree, I would tell you, yes, that's the role, the calling I feel. And that's like a uh, pulpit stage proclamation that I have a gift for. But one-on-one evangelism in the everyday places, I do it. I meet people. I see them. I stop with them. I spend time with them. I love them. I share Jesus with them. But I'm not all the time seeing them convert and give their life to Jesus. I have from time to time seen that happen here and around the world. Um, So I have seen it happen. But there are many, many times when I share or I say something and it doesn't go any farther. It hits a brick wall. Yeah. But I would probably question my life, even sometimes when I go a long time with nothing happening. Like, is everything okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, should I do something different? Um, is something off here? Mm. Uh, one, we need to be sharing with people for sure. Yeah. If we don't share, that's complete failure no matter what. Of course. But if we do share people aren't coming, keep going, keep going. Don't think that you're doing something wrong necessarily, but keep thinking, how can I improve? And how can I better engage people? And then big picture, how can you strategically be a part of God's vision to make disciples of all nations? Because if you're not a part of that bigger vision and the people around you aren't either, then I would not call that a success. I might say in the short term that our obedience is faithfulness, but success is God's kingdom advancing the nations coming to Christ and disciples being made in every community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, some some quick things to consider with this would be you, you might want to evaluate what you're saying. Um, so if what you're saying is maybe really complicated and full of a lot of words that only Christians would understand, and let's be honest, 
there's a lot of Christians out there who don't understand a lot of the Christian words that we say. Um, are you antagonistic? Are you being harsh? Are you being cruel? Are you being, are you, are you causing them to set up barriers mm. to the message that you're preaching even before you open your mouth? Are you being clear and direct with the truth in the message or you're kind of being really unclear and beating around the bush because you're afraid of saying it clearly? Right. Um, are you, are you seeing them, seeing them fully as a human being standing in front of you or are you seeing them as something less than or other than that? Yeah. Um, these are some questions to ask. Some additional questions to ask are, um, is my not, is not just what I'm saying, but is my method working? So perhaps, um, uh, simple things like learning somebody's name and using it in the conversation uh, smiling, believe it or not, smiling is like a key to people's hearts. Mm. Um, you you would be surprised that the the difference that happens when people smile. Um, here's have, here's one for you: when you go to eat somewhere, um, learn the waiter's or waitress's name. Yeah, and then. When they bring you your food, say, hey, we're going to pray for our food. Is there anything I can pray for you for? Is there anything, any need in your life that we could pray for? Right. And sometimes they're like, oh, just, you know, general blessing or whatever. Sometimes they'll open up and be like, man, I'm really struggling in life with this. And guess what? You can pray for them at your meal. When they come back a couple times later, you might be like, man, you know, I had a time in my life when I struggled. Yeah. And share a God story. And what do you know? You just built a bridge just by saying, can we pray for you? Right. We, we need to become expert bridge builders. Um, and when I say bridge builders, like how do you get from where you are to where they are? Mm. And the way to build that bridge is by learning about them, asking them questions and continue like showing real legitimate interest and excitement about them. And, uh, I, I don't know if you've ever had anybody do that for you, but man, it'll make you feel like a million bucks if someone just takes the time to invest in you. Yeah. So th those are just a couple of quick observations. Uh, I feel like those are the two main things that I've watched me do wrong and a lot of other people do wrong. Either the way that they're trying, they don't spend enough time building the bridge. Mm. Like they don't take enough time to care about the person who's standing in front of them. They don't learn their name. Basically, I've done this. I've walked up to somebody and said, do you know, like, basically I've said, do you know our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? I didn't ask their name. I didn't say hello. I was just so preoccupied with quote unquote evangelizing them that I, I didn't really have they any kind of said, impact. No, but I want to give my life to this Lord Jesus Christ. No, they, they didn't say that. <laughs> so that's, so building the bridge is the first big failure that I see people do. And the second big failure is that when they're sharing, it's so complicated. Like you wouldn't even... Even me, as someone with a theology degree, would have a hard time discerning, and 10 years of ministry experience, and a lifetime of following Jesus, would have a hard time discerning what you're trying to communicate. Yeah, let me tell you about a way I witnessed recently. There's a guy who is really passionate about skateboarding, mm -hmm. and he put on this skating event in his community because he was sitting in church one day, and in his mind complaining that there's not enough skating going on, and he's passionate about it, and God was like, why don't you start it? So he launches this skating competition for all the skaters in the community to come out to the skate park. Really awesome. Just a great time to bless the community. And I watched him as different young guys would come up to him, skaters, and they're like, man, thanks for putting this on. It was awesome. 
And his response was like, yeah, you're welcome, man. You know, like it was really God's idea. I was just sitting in church and like Jesus was just showing me we got to do this in our community. And and so I've been real excited to do this as as I was praying and Jesus led this. Like that was his response to everyone when they said that. I was like, oh, that's good. And then there was a kid who he said that to who was like, man, I've really struggled recently in life. And he pulled him to the side and he gave his life to Christ and he gave him a Bible mm. um, just by him saying he's struggling and him saying, hey, Jesus can help you. Let me tell you what Jesus done in my life and how he can impact your life. Um, so, again, it can start with those small bridges, unique like you are, making a statement, and then people may hook onto that statement. Mm. Um, now, you may not always see results, and I would still say you've been faithful, but long-term, big picture, kingdom of God advancing – we need to think strategically and outside the box to say, how can we effectively do this in a region? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's success. That's our new definition of success is it's a little bit more complicated than you you were obedient. Um, yes, continue to be obedient. Proclaim the good news. Keep going, keep going, keep going. But also take a second, evaluate. If you're not seeing any fruit, ask yourself, what's going on here? Yeah. It might be a a worthy question. And big picture, God's heart to see disciples of all nations. Yeah. How can you contribute your unique gifts to that mission? Yeah. Um, Don't check out from it, but evaluate what can I do to be all in. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining this latest episode of Fuel for the Harvest. We are thankful to have you here. Uh, don't forget that you can always reach out to us at podcast at, or sorry, podcast at forgeforward.org. Man, brain fart. Sorry about that. And uh, hey, by the way, have you checked out our brand new website? You can uh, hop online and see it at forgeforward.org. It is legit if i do say so myself lots of exciting content on there uh would love to have you guys take a look and uh yeah hope you have a wonderful rest of your day god bless